My guest today is me. This is the audio recording of a live stream I did last week in my Spectacular Stepmom Facebook group. Someone asked the question, how do I merge the best parts of myself with my stepmom role? And that's something I love talking about because it involves wanting to find or possibly even meet your best self. Here's what I had to say, and I'll fill in some gaps at the end. Welcome. I'm Tracy, the host of the Essential Stepmom podcast, your source for information and inspiration about the womanly art of raising someone else's kids. There's a lot of material here for the dads too, because, well, because nobody talks to them about this stuff much, and it's about time that changed. There's nothing about making a step family work that comes naturally. It happens as a result of effort and actual skills that you learn and practice, you know, like tennis or chess. My approach to all of this is a bit, well, unconventional. I like to live outside the box. And if that describes you too, I think we're gonna be friends. Let me hear from you. My super private mailbox is info at essentialstepmom.com and I'm always up for a chat. So this talk is about how do I merge my best self with my stepmom self? And I asked for a little clarification in the group. You might have noticed if you were uh, one of the people who replied. I wanted to know, like, what does that mean for you? And I put out a few different options, but it seemed like, um, like how I, lo I lost the connection somehow to my best self. Like, how do I get back in connection? with my best self, or I feel myself splitting into two people. Hi there. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to address those kind of ideas. And if, if I don't hit on your specific thing that you wanted, you know, that made you interested in this topic, please go ahead and ask it in the comments or send me a message. And I, I'll always get back to you. So when we're talking about like merging your best self with your stepmom role, the first thing you have to do is find it again, because if you're in connection with it, it's probably, it's probably flowing with you. You know, if you're, if you're talking about feeling like you're splitting off into two different people, um, I, I'm going to get at that in a minute and how that happens because that's it happens really really commonly to women in relationships right it's a thing that we do to ourselves because we're people pleasers those of us who are people pleasers i think other kinds of women don't have that kind of problem right we're also perfectionists and um we believe that we're somehow responsible for making things go perfectly and so we're ready to sort of um, cut off parts of ourselves or twist ourselves into a pretzel to make everything go better. So the first thing we have to do is find it, right? And I wanna share with you, I'll tell you how I lost my connection to my most creative, um, happy, fulfilled self. That happened to me, hi, that happened to me when I was in my first marriage, which I just realized 
today walking the dog now that I've now been with my husband for longer than I was in my first marriage. I can't believe that, but I think we've just kind of passed the threshold of that. It feels really good. But um, I lost the connection to myself from so many years of trying to fix a situation that was bad by myself. I was trying to fix a bad situation by myself with no input or support or desire even really from my ex-husband. Um, and so that was a really bad idea. Uh, I would give that zero out of five stars. Um, we'll never do that again. You know, do not try this at home. Um, it, it was a bad idea. And it, it caused me to try to remake myself over and over again into somebody who, who would be the right kind of person so that this would be okay, when that was never the problem. Does that sound familiar? I don't know, maybe some of you are um, presently trying to remake yourself in some way to make this weird situation be okay. And I'm, I'm always on this, you know, like maybe that's a little bit, it's a, maybe I'm a little bit weird for thinking this way, but the, the blended family situation, the like, you know, dating or marrying a guy who has kids from a previous relationship, this is a kind of fundamentally messed up situation. <laughs> like for some, I mean, I love having stepkids. They're an incredible, like irreplaceable part of my life. But a huge part of what went with that was like dramatically difficult and really hard to figure out because there's nothing natural about it. Nature doesn't put us into this situation. It's something brand new to humanity. Let's say in the last 40 years, this has been happening where, you know, you're um, marrying a guy with who already has kids and you're either expected or expecting yourself to have some kind of significant role in raising them. The brand new thing. So we're, we're all kind of figuring this out together on the fly. Um, so the other thing that I did to lose a connection with myself was I just, I just told a story about this last night in my, to my email list. So if you're, if you're in my email community, you would have gotten this email. Maybe you haven't looked at it yet. And if you're not getting my emails, um, by all means, um, drop me a message, send me a message with your email address or just say, add me or whatever. Um, but I wrote a story about, <clears throat> excuse me, about how yesterday I was, I was watching a concert online that had been pre-recorded, but some friends of mine were playing a concert of chamber music. And I used to be a professional musician. I, that was the work that I did for about 20 years. And I haven't really watched any concerts during this whole pandemic thing. Cause to be honest, I find it really depressing to watch people playing music with masks on. But, but anyway, I, you know, good friends of mine had this concert happening and I haven't listened for a long time. So I watched the concert and it was really great, but I, I found myself being totally distracted looking at this one woman's shoes. She had the most stunning, like strappy sandals with a like high heel with thick straps that wrapped around her ankle. Like I just loved them. 
And the whole concert, I was thinking, oh God, I love those shoes. I could get some, like, where would I wear them? Like, what would I wear them to? I wonder if I'll ever like go out to a restaurant again or something. Or maybe, you know, maybe I'll get invited to a wedding and I'll, I'll have those shoes. And, and then suddenly I thought, wait a minute, I used to have shoes kind of like that. And I couldn't walk in them. Like they looked fantastic on me. I got tons of compliments. Everybody loved them, but they killed my feet. I couldn't walk to the end of my street in those shoes without saying, oh, I have to take these off. They're killing me. So, you know, I was trying to be the woman who could wear those shoes that, that I thought looked so good. I, everybody thought they looked good on me, but they weren't me. Like I couldn't do it. And I just had to get over that, that like this thing doesn't suit me, even if I want it so badly. Does that resonate? I don't know if anybody else ever buys shoes that look great and you can't wear them, but you know, I envy the women who can pull off those shoes because they look so amazing and I want to do it. And at some point I have to say, well, that's not who I am. So I can walk around in pain being somebody else, or I can get on with like looking great and feeling good in my own damn shoes. Right. And the third thing of how I lost track of myself was just laziness. It was just laziness. It's the same kind of laziness that causes us to fall out of contact with a good friend. You know, like you have to nurture a relationship with your friends in order to stay close with them. And you have to be a good friend to the best part of yourself in that same way. You have to nurture a relationship with yourself. And that might be a new concept for you, but um, it certainly was for me. Um, at the time that I was leaving my first husband, it was a total revelation to me that I had lost this connection with myself. So the thing, the thing that I read that really opened my eyes, that made me realize that I didn't even know who I was anymore, was that I was reading a book, it's a self-help book, because of course I was like grabbing everything that I could find at the time. And one of the things this woman asked was, what's your favorite color? And where do you have that around you in your life? And you know how long it, like I had to think about what my favorite color was? I could not even connect with what gave me pleasure to look at. I was just completely disconnected. So that was a start of a really long journey for me. And actually I painted my living room a gorgeous kind of bright yellow after my ex-husband moved out. That just made me so happy. Every day my daughter and I would sit in the living room and just look at the walls because we hardly had any furniture because he took it all with him. And we would just look at the walls and just say, I love it, I love it. So pop something in the comments. What's a color that you just say, I love looking at that, okay? What I wanna talk about in terms of um, finding your best self or merging that best part of you into your stepmom role is the importance of understanding expectations versus agreements. I talked about this a little bit last week sometime too. I don't remember exactly when, but 
expectations versus agreements is the um, is a concept that I learned from Steve Chandler. And if you look him up online, there's a um, there's an audio recording of this that just makes so much sense. You know, he says we we go through life with unspoken expectations of other people and of ourselves and of the expectations that other people have of us, right? Instead of making agreements with each other to behave a certain way or to do certain things or to, you know, uh, relate to each other in a certain way. So you have certain expectations of your partner and certainly of his kids and he has expectations of you. And there's a big wall in the middle of that where you're not exactly sure what each other expects. Sometimes you feel really resentful because of his expectations. And sometimes there are things that he doesn't actually expect, but you think that he does. And vice versa, you expect things of him that he has no idea about. He has no idea. And if you could talk about things, if you could talk about your lives in such a way that you come to agreements together, like, you know, here's what I'm hoping you're going to do for me. Is that going to be possible? Like it just, oh, it just lifts a, a huge load off, right? It lifts a huge load off your, off your back. So you also have expectation, you, expectations of yourself and you're not making agreements with yourself. Like who agrees to no more self-care for me? I'm not going to do that anymore. Like, did you agree to that somehow as part of this relationship? Like zero self-care. I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. Or yeah, I'm good with erasing parts of myself to fit in here. That I'm good with that. No. You didn't make that agreement with yourself. And I don't think you would if you were taking it seriously, right? So I'm going to ask you to make an agreement now to find those best parts of yourself that you stuffed into the back of your closet somewhere. Go look for them. Yeah, we're going to do that together in a little bit just now, okay? So finding the best parts of yourself. If you're like me, where where you were just like, oh God, I know she's talking about me. Like, this is resonating. I, I don't feel like the same person as I was before I got into this relationship or before I got married or before I moved in. Um, so let's talk about what you can do, okay? The, I'm serious about thinking about your favorite color. Sorry, I'm just gonna, uh, amber or fuchsia. I love those. Teal blue. Blues. I know. Look at me. I'm I'm actually I'm all in blue today. And oh, terracotta. I love terracotta. Agreements. Sorry. Agreements is so solid and expectations are so vague. My significant other has really helped me to realize that expectations can hinder and now I have something to do instead. Getting on the same page with an agreement. This is golden, you guys. Like learning how to make agreements together, this is golden. And what Steve Chandler says that I like, I love this. He said, you might even need to make an agreement to keep your agreements. <laughs> like that sounds ridiculous, but you might have to agree. That's what accountability is about. 
So when you're making agreements with yourself, you need an accountability partner to hold you to what you agree to for yourself. That's why Weight Watchers is a worldwide phenomenon, right? If it was just about like, okay, I have these recipes and I'm going to do this. No, it's you're paying for accountability. That's the whole story and some community, right? So with our partners, sometimes we need even to be accountable, like hold me accountable for keeping this agreement with you. When you find me straying, remind me that I agreed to do this. That's what I, I now I'm asking you in a separate agreement to remind me to keep my agreements. And you can do that for each other too. Um, okay, so get on your favorite color and make sure that you have it around you somewhere to look at, that you have things of that color. You know, you have curtains of that color, you have bed sheets, or you have clothes in that color, you have jewelry in that color, you have, you know, you line up all your books that have that color of cover on them. Um, you can buy dishes in that color. Um, you can do a little new decorating, incorporating that color, but you should honor yourself by having that color that makes you feel good somewhere in your environment so that you can see it. Something else to do to reconnect with yourself is do something with your hands. Do something creative with your hands. This has to do with how you wire, you know, all the neural connections of your brain by working with your hands. So um, get back into painting or start. And it, I don't care if it's painting the walls of your house or, you know, painting little tiny pictures or painting big watercolors or oil painting. But if that's something you like to do, either painting from photographs, painting with coffee. I have a friend who used to do that, like different shades of coffee and just beautiful um, realistic paintings like that. Um, pottery, working with clay, scrapbooking is something you can do with your hands. Knitting, sewing, crocheting, embroidery, um, mosaics. God, I have, a, I have a friend, a former colleague who is an absolutely incredible mosaic artist and she buys the stones that she wants and breaks them with a hammer and it's a whole big project my my husband makes frames for her big artworks gardening is working with your hands cooking baking kneading kneading dough right those are just a few ideas but either find something you used to do that you've kind of forgotten about or pick something new and take it up but it's really important to work with your hands as part of reconnecting with who you are. It's part of rewiring your brain in a positive way. And journaling. I'm, I'm all about journaling and I'm, I'm working right now on a really cool project that's gonna be available pretty soon. My personal relief journal exercise. So I call it a relief journal because doing this kind of journaling gives you kind of instant relief from your um, whatever, from your stress, from your anxiety, from your anger. Um, so I'm really looking forward to sharing that with you. It's a journal together with a video component. But anyway, the kind of journaling I'm gonna suggest to you for getting back in touch with yourself is a very specific three-part journaling exercise. But it's super easy, it shouldn't take more than 
maximum 10 minutes a day, but there's one part you do where you um, sit, pick three things that you're grateful for from today or from yesterday, however you like to do it, depends what time of day you like to journal, but three things that you feel grateful for, three things that reflect your competency, three things that you were good at, three things that you rocked yesterday, three things that you um, completed, something, three things that you feel good about having done, something that you're proud of, okay? Like something that makes you feel good about, uh, you know, actions that you took, something you did that you were afraid to do that you did anyway, something you didn't think that you could do that turned out well, okay? Something showing your competency and three things that just brought you joy, the littlest things, okay? It doesn't matter, my dog came and sat on my lap. I'm sure that I've written that more than once, but that I really just could sink into the joyful feeling of it. So that is a great exercise to do on a daily basis for it's something super easy to just reabsorb that part of yourself that you've kind of cut off and stuffed in the back of a closet because you're not going to bring it into your stepmom life, your stepmom role, if you can't find it. Okay. So now let's talk quickly because I'm not, I was longer than I wanted to be. But let's talk quickly about merging those best parts of you with your stepmom role. Sorry, I wanted to just, I have to go back for a second because some of you are saying, how am I going to find time to, to like knit or crochet or do mosaics or whatever, whatever I'm supposed to do, read books, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm booked in this stepmom role from morning till night. So again, three ways to find time. The first one, and it's the one that nobody thinks of spontaneously, let dad spend more time with his kids. Let dad spend more time taking care of them and you step out of the way. And this is like one of those, you know, when it, when it hits you in the forehead, you'll go, how did I, how did I not think of this? Like, just let him do that stuff that you've been doing. Whatever it is that you're doing, he can do it. He absolutely can do it. Um, so yeah, like, OMG, why didn't I think of that? Oh, collages from old magazines is amazing. Exactly, or creating a vision board. That's super fun thing to do. It, it really is. Um, so one, let dad pick up some slack here. Let them go off and do things by themselves. And instead of feeling like, oh God, they're leaving me behind, what does that mean? Say, yes, I have two hours to myself. What am, what am I gonna do? And have a list of something that you wanna do, you know? Bust out something right away that, that is something about you and take advantage of that time, okay? Number two, go for a walk regularly. Just, just find the time and go for a walk. And I'm gonna say, without always listening to something. Because, I mean, I love listening to podcasts when I go for a walk, but I often force myself to just leave my phone at home and just let my mind wander. That's a great moment of reconnection. Just let your mind wander and, and be with your thoughts and enjoy the fresh air. 
And another way to get a little bit of time to yourself is to just get up earlier, set the alarm for half an hour earlier and have that, you know, that extra half hour in the day to do your journaling, have a cup of tea, maybe read a book, maybe do your meditation, but that you take that time to do something for you. And you might have to carve it out from the day before everyone else gets up, but there's a lot of moms out there doing that. So it's another option. So merge it, Bring, bringing these good parts of you into your life now. How are we gonna do that? Well, um, what I said before, like whatever brings you joy, have some of that around you. Make sure that you're, that the colors that really speak to you are out, are reflected somewhere in your home life, that you have pictures that you love on the wall, that there are things expressing who you are on display somewhere um, for you and everyone else to see. And if what you love is dancing, then have a dance party, you know, like do, do have a weekly dance party where you put music on and everybody dances in their socks in the living room or whatever. You can, you can bring your enjoyable things into everybody's world and make it part. If you love gardening, do a project to grow seeds all together so that, you know, everybody's got their own or have a seed contest or, you know, just look online and you'll find tons of activities to do with kids that have to do with gardening. Um, do some baking together and, you know, make it part of the time that you spend with your kids sharing something that you love to do with them. So those are just a few ideas. I could go on and on, but I don't want to talk forever this morning. Um, I want to ask you now, are you ready to make some agreements with your partner, with yourself? Are you ready to make some agreements with yourself about how to bring the best parts of yourself to your stepmom role? And are you ready to make some agreements with your partner instead of bouncing off each other's expectations? Um, I hope so. You can say yes or no in the comments if you want to. Um, if you would like help with that, that's what I do. And you can go ahead and book a call with me. It's a free call. We'll do a free, we'll do a free coaching. And if you can get your stuff settled at the end of that, that would be fantastic. It would make me very happy to be able to, to help you. And um if you decide that you like working like that and you really want to dive deep on connecting with the best parts of yourself and bringing your best self to this role, then maybe you'll want to work together. And I would love that too. So I'll look forward to hearing from you. You can always message me or go ahead and just um, call, uh, hit this link bit.ly slash call Tracy, all caps. I hope you like that. And I just wanted to, Add something about your best self. I often hear stepmoms say, I don't like who I'm becoming. Like, who wants to be a cranky, nagging spouse? Who wants to be looking for excuses to leave the house all the time or to be using up all your energy trying so hard to ignore the mess in the living room or whatever it is that you're stepping back from? It's important to be aware of what's happening, to acknowledge that you're 
losing a grip on who you want to be. It's not a nice moment to look in the mirror and say, who the hell are you? When did you get here? I know about that. I've seen someone else looking at me from the other side of the mirror. That's a wake-up call. She's here to shake you by the shoulders. It's actually a moment you want to pay attention to. You can do much better than just finding your own, your old self. You can meet your best self, the one you don't even know yet, but I promise you that she's in there. I keep looking for my best self every day. I actually find it thrilling. I'm learning so much these days. I'm pushing myself to get outside my comfort zone, to do things that feel a little scary, to up-level my skills, to become more visible. I'm loving it. I wake up every day feeling kind of excited about what's coming. I've been doing another very cool journaling exercise too. Not the one that I mentioned in this video, uh, this audio, but something called future pacing, where I write to myself from a date in the future and kind of pat myself on the back for all the cool things I've done, like the breakthroughs I've had, the clients I've served who told their friends about me. I just get the best ideas from working this way. And I'm sharing that in the journaling offer that I'm working on. I'll be sure to tell you when that's ready. I feel like it's kind of fast tracking me towards that best me. And she's pulling me towards her on a kind of sled. It just, it feels so easy and natural, not like a lot of hard work. So I can't wait for you to try it out too and tell me what you think. Stepmom, you are essential to your family in so many ways. If you've been following this podcast for a while, you already know that one of the most important things you can do is to clear a path for the best possible connection between your partner and his kids. I want every child to have free access to the best dad in the world. That's not because moms and stepmoms aren't important too. It's because I believe it's a child's connection with dad that propels them out into the world to become all of who they're meant to be. And that feels really important to me. So if you're a divorced or separated dad listening to this, I want you to know that no matter what kind of wedge is coming between you and your kids, you are the best dad in the world for them. But you might not be the best problem solver. And that's where I come in. I'm great at taking big complicated problems apart into simple little pieces where you can slay them one at a time so that life can be smoother and more enjoyable and your kids can relax into a permanent, unshakable bond with you. You might not be able to change all of your life circumstance, but you can absolutely transform how all of you experience it. If you want help with that, I'm here for you. Set up a free chat and let me show you how I work. I can't wait to help your kids see more of what you have to give them. Go to bit.ly slash calltracy. That's bit.ly slash calltracy, all capital letters. And I'll look forward to setting aside some time for you. Thanks for listening. See you next week.